0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Get Podcasts. I am Tim Malone, executive coach and owner of Your Life's Direction. Your Life's Direction is an executive coaching and a learning and development solution provider. It's an HR consulting firm. So what is a Get Podcast? Well, a Get Podcast is, as the name suggests, a place, where learners can G, gather, E, empower, and two T's, transform together. All of this through a series of insightful podcast discussions with expert leaders from all backgrounds and all industries. On today's inaugural podcast, I am very pleased to be joined by Dr. Saul, Dr. Saul has a doctorate in organization leadership and communications from Northeastern University. Saul describes himself as a transformational leader and he has been helping business leaders leverage their human capital, utilizing sound HR principles for years. Saul has helped organizations with practical solutions for their human resource needs. Saul helps leaders understand how their present beliefs hold for them a potential for advancement or regression. He believes that an essential key to success for any organization is developing emotionally intelligent leaders. Saul provides simple and practical HR solutions to help leaders and team members achieve and sustain positive change in the workplace. So Saul, welcome to today's podcast. I am personally thrilled to have you.
1: Thank you, Tim. What a delight to be a uh, part of this uh, process. I'm excited to be part of your podcast, especially being your inaugural guest. What an honor?
0: Yeah, that is such an honor. I'm glad that you're joining today. So the focus of these Get podcasts is all about leadership. Now, you and I both know that leadership is a broad topic. You and I know we could p- probably spend hours talking about the differing aspects of leadership. But for today's discussion, I do want to start out broad, and then maybe we'll go a little bit um, a little bit more specific. So let's start right there. How would you describe leadership? In other words, what is leadership?
1: Thanks, uh, Tim, for that great question. I know there are experts all around the world who view leadership very differently, but for me, my simple definition for leadership is the ability for one an individual to take people from where they currently are to where they need to be, simply put.
0: So inherent in your definition of leadership, there's a couple of things. Leadership involves others, and leadership involves growth.
1: Certainly, without a doubt.
0: Okay. Can you be a leader without others?
1: Yes, you can, Uh, because Tim, something that um, I truly believe is for one to be a good leader of others, they have to first be a leader of self. I think leadership starts with self-awareness, leadership starts with self-determination. Leadership within a person starts with that individual being aware that they have a place In society, or in the organization, they have a place to make an impact in the lives of others. They have a place to influence others, to get them from where they currently are to where they need to be. And so that person starts with self, preparing themselves to be that person who can accomplish that
0: goal. What I I really appreciate about um, your comment is, there's it, it implies it implies dignity it implies the dignity of others the dignity of a human being um yes. that, that that we're worth something that that there is something um in each of us that just by nature of being part of this human race um that that there's something inherent in there that we respect that we honor and that we really even acknowledge
1: yes Yes, I, I, I agree. Um, I think that it is a, a question I've had a lot, Tim, let me put it this way, is can everyone or anyone be a leader? My question is, yes. Everyone has the God-given potential to be a leader. The difference is some have done a better job of cultivating the skill and the talent of being a leader. Some have done it more than others. Could everyone be a boxing champion? Probably, but some have put in the work. Some have made the commitment to develop the inherent talents in them to get to that place. And so it helps for everyone to be aware that there's leadership capabilities in every one of us. And we have the responsibility to start with being that leader of self. Because team, as we get to discuss further today, One of the things that I want our listeners to be aware of is that a good leader leads by example. And so when an individual has not put themselves in a place where they're aware that people are paying attention to them, then it makes leadership difficult. One aspect of leadership is the individual who has that responsibility being aware that they have to every day choose to lead by example.
0: Okay, so again, a number of a number of words that we could probably spend a great deal of time talking about different concepts that you have introduced, but you use the word capability. Um, you you use the word skill. Uh, That's it, something that we each that each of us does possess. I am curious though from from your work, um, from your work with leaders. How do you differentiate one that is an effective leader from one that is an ineffective leader? And, and, is, and is the premise of my question um, even correct?
1: Yes, the premise of your question is correct, because uh, people can tell when they're experiencing good leadership, and they can tell when they are not experiencing good leadership. So let's start from that, that um, we don't lead in isolation. A leader without people is just a person taking a a long walk. Once you're aware that the people paying attention to you, you prepare yourself to impact them in the way, in a manner that they need to be impacted. You're trying to get them from one position to a different one. So that's a choice you make to prepare yourself because we have that age old phrase that says uh, you fail to plan you plan to fail. And so people pay attention to the quality of leadership they're receiving. A good leader inspires the people. A good leader communicates effectively to the people. A good leader has a big picture mentality and people can see that. A good leader is not petty. A good leader is one who constantly thinks about what they need to do to change themselves, but also to transform and impact the people that they lead to help get them to where they need to get to. Now, what's an in- ineffective leader? One who has the opposite traits to what we described. An ineffective leader is one who's not able to communicate effectively to their people. An ineffective leader is one who's not able to paint a picture for their people as to where they are going. What's the, the age-old question people ask themselves is what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. An ineffective leader is not able to answer that question. A good leader, on the other hand, is always able to tell a story that here's where we're trying to get to, and here's the benefit for the organization. But also, here's the benefit for you as an individual. When people are able to hear those answers to their lingering individual questions, they feel good about their leader. And one more important point, Tim. I firmly believe that when people are able to determine that their leader is looking out for their well being they're able to give their best to that leader. When, on the other hand, people determine that the leader is just in it for him or herself, Mm -hmm. not for them, they respond in the most negative manner or they just don't respond at all. That tells you the difference between a good and an ineffective leader. It
0: it almost almost sounds like as you're you're describing as you're describing the the effective leader, it almost sounds as if an effective leader is one who is able to, um, I'm just gonna use this term, manage tension between having a self-focus while at the same time having an other focus. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna say balance because I don't know if there's a balance that can ever be achieved there, but it sounds like an effective leader can manage the tension I'm aware of myself and I'm aware of the impact that I'm having on others. Yes. And so I am I am concerned with others equally as I'm concerned about myself.
1: Without, without, without a doubt, uh, an effective leader is able to function in two different levels. They still have to pay attention to the day-to-day, sitting down with the teams and setting goals for them and measuring expectations setting expectations and measuring performance. But most importantly, they have to be able to withdraw themselves, get away from the day-to-day politics and think big picture. What's our role in the organization? What's our role in our world? And what do I need to do every day to get us closer to those goals that we have set? That's the role of a leader. So being able to, as you say, Um, manage the dual responsibility of thinking about others, but thinking about self, what do I need to do to keep everyone focused? Remember, everyone starts with a great plan. But as we go through life and day to day experiences, the things that occur that tend to derail us from the big plan, the big picture plan, the leader's role is to get back to the drawing board and say, how do I get us back on track? Or are the things, like the job of an umpire, are the things that are happening now, are they helpful in getting us to where we need to get to? That's the role of a, an effective leader.
0: Okay, so from from your background details that I shared um, a few minutes ago, I I actually talked about you yourself being a transformational leader. So you yourself, a transformational leader, working with HR professionals, other leaders, other organization leaders, and your role is is you're providing practical solutions to help the organization achieve better results. So this this discussion about ineffective leaders, effective leaders, I would imagine that in your work, you have seen probably leaders that you would describe maybe as ineffective, as well as numerous leaders that you would describe as effective. Can you take an ineffective leader, you yourself, the transformational leader, can you take an ineffective leader and transform them into an effective leader?
1: Good question. But Tim, um, I will preface my answer with um, the fact that since uh, the people I work with might be paying attention to the podcast, um, I will answer it this way. I have met leaders who could improve. How about that?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I have met leaders who could improve. Uh, yes, the question—that's a good question, Tim. I think there are about seven things. I think I'm sure there are more, but there are seven areas I focus on when I think about effective leaders. It starts with number one: effective communication.
0: I, I'm feeling like I should. I'm feeling like I should get out my notebook and I should write down these. These seven, you're very specific about seven. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Start
1: with number one again. Okay, number one is effective communication. They must be um, able to effectively communicate vision and strategy to their team. The ineffective leader is one who's not able to do so. So my work with that kind of leader is to help them get better or improve their communication skills and the ability to present to their team in an effective manner, number one. Number two, I talked about leading by example and being consistent. It's, I've had many conversations with leaders who would say something and would do something else. So part of getting them to becoming an effective leader is helping them understand that people pay attention to what you do. Remember the age old saying by my favorite poet, Ralph Waldo Emerson, I can hear, I can't hear what you're saying because I see what you're doing. So, people pay attention to the leader. And when they see that their actions are inconsistent with their behavior, with their words, people have a challenge with that kind of leader. So, part of my responsibility with helping transform an ineffective leader to an effective leader is helping them become aware that what they say must be what they do. Their actions must line up with what they say. And to the extent that they change their mind about something they've said, they need to communicate that to their their team to say, you know what, I know I used to say this for quite some time, but I have now changed my mind and this is what I now believe. So people give you room to change your mind, but you need to communicate that to them. That's number two. Number three, I think it's important that an effective leader is able to share knowledge and expertise. Let people know what you know. Don't be that person who feels I have to keep everything to my chest as if I'm the only owner of knowledge. Let people know that the things that you have learned over time that brought you to where you are, you are happy to share with them. People respect that. An ineffective leader is one who wants to control all the information and never wants to share with people uh, behind them. Number four, an effective leader is one who's able to empower. You're spending a lot of time showing people that you believe in them and your desire is to help them improve, to become better than where they currently find themselves. Here's one example I have with, uh, I share with my leaders. I would ask them, when was the last time during your one-on-one that you asked your team member or your direct reports, tell me about your aspirations. Tell me about where you want to go with, uh, in your career. Some will say, oh, well, I haven't had that conversation. I say, it's essential you do because you're letting them know that you believe in them and you're here to also support them. Remember what we said earlier? They all want to know what's in it for me. And so when you let them know that you are committed to their own success, they become committed to yours and the organizational success. So here's something that I hear all the time. Uh, Dr. Saul, if I ask somebody, what's your career aspiration? Some of them might say to me, they want my job. I would, I then look at the leader and I smile. I said, that's when you smile and you respond to the person well, my job is not available right now. However, <laughs> I can help prepare you for such a time as when that. my job is available. Yeah. And you will see them lighten up when I say that. Let them know your job is not available, but you have no problem preparing them for such a time when it might be available or even for a better job or a different one, a different role. And that will make them feel much better about having that conversation. So that's number four. Number five, I talked about being a big, having a big picture mindset. An effective leader can't spend all the time embroiled in company politics because they do exist. You find them everywhere. An effective leader is one who's able to say, okay, guys, I hear what you say. I know who's doing what and who is doing that. However, I want to talk with you from time to time. I want to talk with you about the importance of what we're doing. We may not be solving cancer. We may not be solving world hunger, but we're doing something that makes an impact on our customers. And we have to constantly think about how we can do better and improve what we're doing, our processes, so that our cost, we can make our customers happier.
0: Here is
1: how. And that leader needs to be able to articulate that from time to time. Number six, I say inspire and motivate. Constantly, a leader has to be a coach. A leader has to be that person who says, hey guys, I know we failed today, but we can do better. And here's how. A leader has to be the person who says to uh, his his or her direct reports, I know you may not have done so well, but I know you can do better. And here's how. A leader needs to have those quotes that make people feel good about themselves. You made a mistake yesterday. Yesterday is gone. We're in today. Here's what we can do to get back on course. A leader has to be that cheerleader who knows how to get people pumped up after they've been deflated. A leader, also, here's one uh, practical example I give to uh, the leaders I work with, Tim. Don't be that person who's always consistently providing negative feedback. I say for every one or two negative feedback you offer your direct report. Make sure the next couple times you find wonderful, glowing, positive feedback to offer. And then we go back to the age old phrase, praise publicly, hold accountable privately. When team members have you celebrate them for even the most minute successes that they have, it makes them feel good about you as a leader. That's number six. And finally, Tim, an effective leader encourages collaboration over competition. I know we live in a world where competition is the name of the game. I have found out that when team members understand that they are part of the same team, sharing the same goal, they are motivated to do better. There are gonna be people in any organization who may not perform as well as others. We never want to leave them behind. We want everyone to feel like there's a place for them. And we're all working for a collective bigger goal. So the role of a team, the role of the leader is being able to ensure that their teams are collaborating rather than just competing. You're on on mute,
0: Tim. That's a great list, um, Saul. I I actually said at the beginning that leadership was so broad. And I think when you started with your seven, you said these are your seven. And for our listeners, I'm just going to do a quick recap. Number one is all about effectively um, communicating. Number two is leading by example. And that example needs to be consistent. Uh, Number three, leaders share knowledge, share their expertise. Um, Number four, leaders empower their teams. Um, Five is leaders possess a big picture mindset. And in number five, you talked about customers. And I'm assuming that customers probably are internal customers, the people that, that leaders lead, which yeah. also is going to have an impact on any external customer, depending that, on what that, the
1: business that's is. That's correct. That's correct.
0: Okay. I, I, I made that assumption. Um, number six is uh, leaders inspire and motivate. And the specific tool that you talked about was the tool of feedback and coaching and the importance of, of feedback being balanced with both the constructive feedback, and but with appreciative thing. feedback. And then um, the last, uh, the last one that you mentioned, number seven, uh, leaders encourage collaboration over competition. Um, for years, I talked about, um, you know, when you come to work, at work we play win-win games because if you play a win-lose game at at work, well, the entire organization loses. I think that's a pretty um, common understanding. But Saul these seven these seven you know really do help help us when we think about what you spoke about earlier skill the leadership skill the leadership capability well any leader who's done a quick self assessment can look at these seven and do a quick assessment of themselves and say <laughs> oh wow well, i need to do maybe one or two of these in Definitely. order to become more effective
1: Yes, yes, and and that's where Tim, if you remember at the beginning of our conversation, we talked about the importance of self-awareness. We talked about the importance of the leader being a leader of self. So when you're a leader of self, you're able to go back and look through the list and say, hmm, maybe I can do better in this area or in that area. We have had leaders who typically were divisive. They did the divide and conquer approach to leadership. They had that when I met them for the first time. And I encourage them to try something else. Why don't you try the collaborative approach? Let everyone know that they have an important place in the team and everyone plays a role in the success of the team. And if you create that mindset, then it will not be this group versus that group. It will be, we're all in it together.
0: Yeah, that's really great. So so your self-awareness that you're speaking about Obviously, self-awareness is part of emotional intelligence. And and again, if you're you're a leader in 2023 and you're unaware of this concept of emotional intelligence, um, there's a lot lot out there around this topic because it's such an important topic, emotional intelligence. Um, So I'm not going to ask you a specific question about emotional intelligence. But but I know that you recognize it as being very important. What what are your what are your high-level thoughts, Saul, about leadership and emotional intelligence um, for those that are listening today?
1: Thank you, Tim. Um, The day I came in contact with information about emotional intelligence, it changed my life radically. It changed my perspective of leadership because I have since learned that for leaders to be effective at what they do, they must be effective at emotional intelligence. They must be self-aware. I think that I've always said to senior leaders in organizations that if their organizations are going to do well, they must be able to train and develop emotionally intelligent leaders. Why? An emotional intelligent leader is one who practices self awareness. An emotional intelligent leader is one who understands what's working and what's not. An emotional intelligent leader is one who understands his, his or her audience. They're constantly conscious about how they're impacting the people that they lead. They're not just thinking about the bottom line. They're thinking about the emotional well-being of the people that they lead. And they're able to maximize their positive emotions and minimize their negative emotions. Why is all of this important? Because people spend so much time in the marketplace. They come to work and spend up to eight to 10 hours every day. They want to feel whole. They want to feel that the person who they are working for, that's their leader, cares about them. And the moment people sense that team members sense that their leader does not care about them, it reduces their uh, ability to perform at the highest level. So I really believe that emotionally intelligent leaders play a major role in high levels of pro- productivity in any organization.
0: Yeah, that's really great. So so obviously it sounds like from what you're saying that there is a direct connection between good leaders, engaged teams, where team members care and they're motivated. And so that leads to high productivity and, and a culture where they can be motivated, which leads to higher profits um, depending without, on the of business. We, we, we,
1: Yeah, without a doubt. And if I could chime in here, I was thinking about this. During COVID, uh, Tim, I recall a family member had just had a baby out of state. And I said to my leader, I need to, at a time, I need to go away out of town for a few days, just go catch up with family, I haven't seen in a while. And they said, please go ahead. I did, I came back to work. And the first day I was back at work, I was to have uh, a one-on-one with my leader, and at the time, the way our meetings went was I drove the agenda for the one on one since I was the direct board. And um, I had a list of items that we had to catch up on. So once we started the meeting, I said, Hey, leader, good to see you. Thanks for a 40 minute time to get away. There's so much on the agenda we need to catch up on. As you have a copy of it, I'll start from number one. And I said, Number one, what have I had on it? And I remember my leader stopped me and said, "So, you got number one wrong." I looked at my document, I wrote the agenda, so I'm looking at the document I was certain that I had it right. I said, "Oh no, no, this is what I have. Maybe I made a mistake on the one I sent to you." And my leader said, "No, so, you did get number one wrong wrong at that point, not to uh, tell your leader that they were wrong, I said, "Oh, what did I miss?" And my leader looked at me in the camera and said, So, number one is, how was your trip? How was your family? I was like, Wow. Tim, you can imagine what that did to me. Just having my leader say, I know there's a lot to catch up on, but this is what's most important to me. Think about how it made me respond to that leader or to the work I had to do with that leader. That's the yeah. place.
0: Yeah, so, so, so many words, um, spoken in, um, in that interaction. That's, that's a great story. A great story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so, so, so it just, it seems, it seems like, um, this is a, this is a pretty obvious thing that we're seeing today, but in today's business climate, organizations that are going to thrive are organizations where leadership is a priority. Yes. We're hiring leaders, growing and develop leaders, creating cultures where leaders can succeed. Like that is the priority today.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Um, yeah, without a doubt. What what additional thoughts do you have about that?
1: I, I just feel that in time past, the paradigm that we had just did not work. We have to have a paradigm shift. The ideas that leaders had was Let's just get highly performing associates and they'll get the job done. Let's not get ourselves involved in the mushy stuff of emotions. The truth of the matter is that the people who work for you have emotions and they come to work with those emotions. The ability of a leader to recognize that and to take the time to acknowledge and address it in a business friendly manner will determine how effective they are in leading those teams to become the most, the highest performing teams. If team members, again, believe you're looking out for them, you care about the baby that's sick at home. You Mm -hmm. care about the fact that they have to take kids to school before they come to work. And you're able to make reasonable adjustments for them. You are acknowledging their humanity. And once people feel, once they feel, team, that their leaders Acknowledge who they are. They care about their humanity. In return, people give up their best. And so we're going to have to raise leaders, hire leaders, or develop leaders to have that mindset.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Dr. Saul, I'm looking at this list of seven again. Um, we, we have There's so much that we could touch on. Uh, each of them could be their own individual podcast um, i would love to talk more with you about uh, collaboration in today's environment in today's cultures uh, our organization cultures um, where we're you know a diversity of thought and where leaders are trying to create inclusive um, environments where all voices can be heard where where we're paying attention and and we're we're or allies to the to those that don't feel like they have a voice. Well, there is just so much in each of these seven um, these seven characteristics that you have listed. Each of them could be um, could be a be their own separate podcast. I'm hoping that you'll come back and that you'll join us for for another time where we can um, get you as a as a as our 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 um, guest where you can share more.
1: I will be delighted.
0: Yeah, so, so again, for those that are listening, our guest has been um, Dr. Saul, who has made his career uh, really helping leaders excel, helping um, organizations be the best that they can be, both um, internally and external. Uh, Dr. Saul has a doctorate in organization leadership and communications from Northeastern University. And again, Saul, um, thank you for being with us today. I hope you will come back. Um, I have enjoyed this interaction on today's inaugural podcast. And again, you'll have to come back for further discussion. Thank for you all so much. Thank, thank you. Thank, so. thanks, thanks all. For all of our listeners out there, I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you have questions about your leadership, about ways to improve your effectiveness, and you would like either a learning and development solution or you would like the opportunity to work with a leadership coach, please reach out to me. Again, my name is Tim Malone. Um, You can reach me through my website at yourlifesdirection.org. If you're a business leader and you're wanting to improve your culture and engage your workforce, you're able to reach out to me there as well. I would love to have the opportunity to talk with you. Thanks, everyone, and see you again next time.